Welcome everyone to today's Oave Torah Harlebanon Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Kuf Nun Aleph. We will begin with Daf Kuf Nun Amud Bet on two lines in the bottom. Ibayelahu. The Mishnah had said, Klal Amar Abashaul. Uh, Abashaul said a general rule. Anything that I'm allowed to say, I'm also allowed to wait at Amma number 1999 in order to be there right when Shabbat's over. So whatever item I'm allowed to talk about, I'm also allowed to wait at Tchum. Abba Shaul, Ahai. You might want to know, when Abba Shaul is allowing this, on what is he allowing it on? Okay? Which means, there's two parts of the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah is, Lo yiskod po'alim b'shabbat. V'lo yomar l'machavilo yiskod lo po'alim. Right? And then, it says, En mashrikim al-chul yiskod lo po'alim, olavi perot. So that's the ratio. The ratio is You can't wait there to either to hire workers to bring fruits. So if it's going on that, then This that we said, whatever I'm allowed to do, I'm allowed to wait at 199 is not the right is not the right language. What it should say is, It should say, anything that I'm allowed, anything that I'm not allowed to talk about, I'm not allowed to wait. Because, since beforehand we were talking about what you're not allowed to do, so we should continue and say, that whatever I'm not allowed to talk about, I'm not allowed to say. That, that would be a proper clause. Because the klal always follows what the first part was. So if the first part was you can't do something, you should say you, anything you can't do, you can't wait. Rather, he's talking about the sefer, which says, You're allowed to wait to bring perot. So then, it can't be either. Why? Because it should say, whatever I'm allowed to wait there, then I'm allowed to say, because the... the, the that we were discussing waiting, so waiting at one ninety nine, so one thousand nine hundred ninety nine. So this, we shouldn't say whatever I'm allowed to say, I'm allowed to wait because we weren't discussing saying. We were, we were discussing waiting. So therefore, the proper thing says whatever I could, whatever I could wait, that's what I could say. So the Gemara says, "Le'olam asefakai." Really, we're talking about the sefer, which is, which is what I'm allowed to do. Not what I'm not allowed to do. But Abashallah Haikai, Abashallah talking about this thing. The Amra of Yehuda Mashmul. Mutala Adam Lomala Habiro, Shmoli Perotchibi. If a person has stuff in his friend's field and his friend has stuff in his field, he can tell us when you watch and, and the two fields are out of the tomb of each other. So his stuff is in his friend's yard, which is out of his tomb. And his friend's stuff is within his tichum. So you could say, 
you watch my fruit in your tchum, and I'll watch your fruit in my tchum. And Abishul is commenting on that, and he's saying, Isn't it, don't you believe that I'm allowed to say that? Of course it's allowed. And therefore you see, Therefore he says, whatever I'm allowed to say, I'm allowed to wait for them also. Since I'm allowed to say that, I'm allowed to wait for that too. So it comes out that we were talking about what, according to Abba Shul, anything that you're allowed to say, you're allowed to wait. And therefore, even mitzvot that you're allowed to say, like for example, let's um, do hachnasat kala. You're allowed to talk about doing hachnasat kala. You're also allowed to wait at the tchum. Tanakama didn't mention that because Tanakama held, you're only allowed to talk about a kala, but you're not allowed to do an action like walking to the tchum for that. But you are allowed to talk go there for something you're allowed to do on Shabbat, like doing, like watching Pirot, which is not an action, that's okay, but even though it's a mitzvah, it still hasn't, uh, it's talking about a, 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 something that's doing on Shabbat, that's different. So it says, what's the klal coming to include? It's coming to include the following brighter. You're not allowed to wait there to bring a behema back. The animals outside the You're allowed to call so it comes to you. If I'm allowed to, to say it, then I'm allowed to wait there. And therefore, he holds you allowed to wait for a kala. You're allowed to wait for a met to bring Aaron Tachrichin. You could tell the guy, go to this place to get it. If you can't get there, go to such a place. You could tell him, if you can't find it for 100, bring it for 200. That's according to Abba Shaul. He says, you should not mention how much it costs. Now, this could be argument on Rabbi Yosef Others say it means that you can mention a price, but you can't say don't go over this price. Okay. Brand new Mishnah. So this is Mishnah. You're allowed to wait there to discuss a kala. You're allowed to wait there for a met to bring an aron and tachrichim. If you have a goy who brought a flute on Shabbat, a Jew should not use them because we're afraid he brought it for the Jew. Unless he brought it from a place that's close where even a Jew can go to. We'll see what that means soon. If they goyim made Aaron and they dug a grave for him, a Jew can be buried in it anyway. But if he made it for the Jew... So again, we said, if they made a kever, if they made him an Aaron, and when we say him, it means another goy. As we see from the end, where it says that if he made it for the Jew, it's Asur. Okay, says the Gemara. When we say you're allowed to bring it from a close place, if a goy brought 
brought the, the flutes from a closed place, it's okay. Rabba, Mama, it has to be, we have to know exactly that it came from a closed place where it's within the tchum and you're allowed to carry. Okay? Shmuel Amar, Shmuel disagrees, he says, which means we don't have to know where it came from. We assume that it came from close. The Gemara says, we see that the Mishnah seems, the language of the Mishnah seems to support Shmuel's statement. How do we know? Because it says, If he made a, if he made a coffin for him, you could use it. It sounds like it's mutar. Because it doesn't say you know it for a fact. So to misveka, it's allowed. Like Shmuel says, chayshinan. We assume. Rav says you have to know. Here it says like chayshinan because we. It says he made it for him. Now it doesn't say you know it for a fact. We also have a, a, mish, a brisa that follows Rav. It says, "Ir she If you have a, a city with Jews and goyim in it, v'hayta ba merchatz merchatzot b'Shabbat, and there's a bathhouse that people use on Shabbat. Im rov nochrim. If most of the people are goyim, la ere rochet v'miyad. If it's Saturday night, you're allowed to right away take a bath in it because we know that they heated it only for goyim for goyim because it's mostly goyim if it's mostly Jews then since you have to assume they did it for the majority since they did it for a Jew you have to wait as long as it takes to reheat the thing so if it takes an hour to reheat you wait an hour and then you use the bathtub so it's 50-50 then it's you have to wait until an hour or as long as it takes According to Yehuda, there's a small little little um, pool. Then you can use it right away, right after Shabbat. Because if it's a small pool, it's okay. We'll see. We'll see what that means in a few minutes. My shoot. Now, what does it mean if there's a shoot? I'm sorry. The shoot. We'll see what that means. What does it mean, Rishut? Rishut means there's someone important there. If there's a Hashuv person in the place, who has ten servants, they could fill up ten, uh, ten kumkums, which is ten um, urns, of water, each one can fill their own urn, and they can fill it very quickly. Then they can do it right away because it's easy to do, according to that one. But we see over here the proof to Rav from this thing was that you saw that even in the one where it's mechsa mechsa, it seems like you have to know. We, we assume it's asur. Says the Gemara asur If they made him. On our own, 
you're allowed to use it. Why don't we wait as long as it takes to make it happen? Because maybe they made it for a Jew. Yeah, that question is assuming we're learning like Rav. Now, because the Rav said it was Safek is a source. The question according to Rav. Okay. Amar Ula, we're talking about a, a, a grave that was on the main road. Usually Jews don't use it, so therefore you're allowed to use it now because it was probably made for a goy, because it's in a goy, a normal place for a goy. Now, we can't say it was made in a goy cemetery because we don't want to be buried in a goy cemetery. But on the road, where we're not next to Goyim, a Jew could get buried. And therefore, we'll assume that's where it was because they don't usually get buried there. Tenach, Kevin. So that's a good, an- good answer for the Kevin. Aaron, Ma'ikalim, what about the coffin? How can you tell from a coffin it was made for a goy? I'm going to be a poo, but we'll tell If the coffin is sitting on the grave, we assume that it was dug for that grave, which is usually for goyim, and that's why a Jew could use it after Shabbat is over. Brand new Mishnah. Bottom of Kufnun Aleph Amunalf. Says the Mishnah. Osilo Tzelchea Met. You're allowed to take care of everything you need to do for the Met. Sachin, you're allowed to put oil on him. Umadichin Oto, and you can wash him. Ulad Shalazis Bo Evan. But you're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to move any limbs. So when you're washing him, you could pour the stuff of him, but don't move any of his limbs. Because he's mukseh. Shomtim et hakar mitachtav. You could pull out the pillow from under him. You could, you could pull out the pillow to roll him over, and you put him on sand so he doesn't... You put him on, roll him over shiamtin. In order that it should wait. And not get rotten. Koshin talehi, you could tie up the jaw so it doesn't open. It seems like they want the dead body not to be in a state where the jaw is open. It's better if it's closed. Loshiyale, but you can't tie it tight to make the mouth close. El shlo yosif, rather it shouldn't open further. It seems like if you leave the dead body too long, the mouth opens more, which is not nice for the body. So you're allowed to tie it up in a way where it doesn't get, it can't get bigger can't open more, but you can't close it, because again, it's mukseh. A similar thing to, to the mouth of the dead body is if you have a roof beam that cracks. If the roof beam that cracks, is going to start slowly lowering and lowering until it falls on the floor. So, you could put your bed frame under it, or your bench under it, so it doesn't fall. But you can't do it to, to you can't jack it up with the bench or the bed frame. Rather, you make it not go any lower, similar to the case of the dead body's jaw. Says the Gemara, top of Daf Kuf Nun Alf Amud Alf Amud Bet. One time, Remer came into the bathhouse and they wanted to wash the tiled floor for him. Amalah and Madikin, he says, you're not allowed to wash floors. Lasuach Karka, so he says, you're going to pour the oil on it. Amalah and Sachin, he says, you can't smear oil. Right? Now, we assume, because the reason why you can't smear the oil is because the stones are muksa. And you're not allowed to use oil on something that's muksa. But in our Mishnah, we said you're allowed to use oil on a dead body who's also muksa. So it's a kasha to the Mishnah. From the from the story of Remeir, no, it says we well, no. Karka be karka machlefa. 
The reason why you're not allowed to put it on the floor is not because you're using it for muksa, it's because we're afraid that someone who sees you do that might put oil or water on another floor, which is dirt. And that's asur because you might, might be mashve gumot. So no one's going to think that a dead body is like karka, and therefore, if we let you put it on a dead body, you're not going to end up putting oil on the floor and, and smoothing out the gumot. And that's why it's different. It's not because of muksa, it's because of mashvin gumot. So it says, we said you're allowed to do call everything that the, that the, the dead body needs. What's call? Call atuyimai. It's coming to include the following brighter. You're allowed to bring cooling vessels and metal vessels which are cold. You can put on the guy's stomach in order to keep the temperature down. In order that it doesn't swell up. A body, when it's in the heat, starts to swell up and it gets spoiled. By putting cold things on it, you'll keep it cold, keep the temperature down. And you could cork up the openings of the dead body so that the heat doesn't get inside. In order that the hot wind doesn't go inside and, keep, and it keeps cool. Until the silver rope snaps, this is the spinal cord. And when the golden bowl breaks, Zama, that's referring to the Brit Milah. We're talking about all the different things that happen when a, when a person's body starts to rot. The pitcher is broken at the fountain. What's that referring to? Zakeres, that's the stomach. When the wheel breaks at the pit, that's referring to number two. Hashem says, I'm going to smear the number two on your face, which is the number two of your holidays. And from there we see the word perish is number two. Amar Ravuna Amrila Amar Chaga. This is the people who don't learn Torah, and every day becomes a holiday, and they're always looking into enjoying themselves and not learning Torah. Amar Bilevi, Amar Papai, Amar After three days after the person dies, his stomach explodes, and all the, whatever was in there ends up falling on his face. So Amar Law. And the stomach tells to the guy, take back what you put in me. This is what happens after a person passes away. New Mishnah. We are on the first wide line of Dav Kufnun Al-Famabet. Says the Mishnah. You can't close the eyes of a dead body on Shabbat. And you can't do it on a weekday when the person just died. People who close the eyes when the guy dies, he might be a murderer. We see over here that even when a person is about to die, a person who makes his death come closer by closing the eyes is considered a murderer. 
And therefore, one must be very, very careful. Lo Alenu, if someone's in a situation in the family where he's about to go to the next world, to follow the advice of Rabbanim to make sure that we don't make Chatz V'Shalom Harez Yeshofech Tanim. Says the Gemara Tanu Rabbanan, we said in the Brayta, if you close the eyes, you're a murderer. If you have a candle that's about to go out, it's flickering. If you put your finger on it, you put it out right away. Also, when a person is dying, any, even touching him in any way makes him die faster. Tanya, we learned. If you want to close the, the eyes of a dead body, blow wine into its nose, put oil on the eyelashes, hold the two big toes, by squeezing the toes, you could cause the eyes to close on their own without touching them. If you have a, a one-day-old baby who's alive, you can break Shabbat to save his life. David Melech Yisrael met that if the greatest person in Kaisel, David Melech Yisrael, is dead, you can't break Shabbat for him. We don't care about it. The reason why we break Shabbat is because it's worth it to break Shabbat one Shabbat to save his life, and this way he'll grow up and he'll keep a lot of Shabbats. When a person dies, he doesn't have to do mitzvot, and therefore there's no point in breaking Shabbat for someone who can't keep any more Shabbats. He's dead, he's patur from mitzvot. They say people who are dead are free. Why are they free? He becomes Free min matzot. That's why we call him niftar, because he's patur of the matzot. Vitanya, we learned in a brayta. Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar Omer, Tinok ben Yomach Chai, and Tzarich l'Shom Lo Min Achudah Min Achbarim. We have a baby who's alive. You don't have to worry about being bitten by a mouse. Mice are scared of any live baby, even though the baby has no way to protect himself from the mouse. You don't have to worry about it. The mouse will never bite a live baby. But even if you have a giant who's dead, you have to watch him that he doesn't get bitten by mice or weasels. It says in Bereshit that Hashem is going to make all the animals scared of you. As long as you're alive, then they're scared. Once he's dead, all the fear kishes, and now they could start attacking a human corpse. I'm going to be a papa. If you have a lion, it won't even it won't attack two people. Because again, this is part of the thing that that animals are scared of humans. Sometimes we see they attack. So no, you know, when you see them attack, that's a special case. Uh, animal doesn't attack a man unless the man looks like an animal. Why does he look like an animal? A person 
will only be ruled when he looks like an animal. And therefore, you don't have to worry if, you, if they don't look like an animal. Now, according to Rashi, when a person acts like an animal, and he's not doing mitzvot, so the animals can sense it, and then they can attack you if you were two people. However, Hanina, Asul Shabbat Yechidi, you're not allowed to sleep in a house when you are alone. You get attacked by a spirit called Lilit. I remember when I was driving with the rabbi, he was telling me I, I wanted to sleep in my own house. And he said, you're not scared to sleep there? I said, no, tell me, rabbi, is it Asur to sleep there? He said, no, it's not. Even though this Gemara sounds like it is Asur, he mentioned the Gemara to me, but it could be he's learning this Gemara, like some of Farashim explained, which is that it's only Asur to be in a house by yourself if the house is alone. But if the house is in an inhabited area, then it's not Asur. So if you have a house in the forest, you shouldn't be there alone. But if your house is on East 4th, it's okay to sleep there by yourself. Tanya went to the right there. Shimon ben Azan Omer. Do Tzedakah, until as long as you can find someone to give it to you. Umatsuilach, if you, ha- you still have money to give him. You still, you're still able to handle things. In other words, don't take advantage. Don't assume that you, the state you're in now will last forever. If you have money and you have people to give it to and you're able to give it, give the money. Remember, Hashem, while you're young, before the bad days come. What bad days? That's when you're old. Until the years come, when a guy says in those years, I don't enjoy those days. What's that referring to the days of Mashiach? Why, why, why do people not enjoy the days of Mashiach? According to this opinion, in the Brayta, in the time of Mashiach, you're not going to get any reward for doing mitzvot, because since it's going to be obvious to everyone that the only thing to do is do mitzvot, then you're not going to get reward, because it's not a big test anymore. You only get reward when there's a test. Says the Gemara, this thing that you're not going to get any reward is pliga the Shmuel, that's machlok against Shmuel. Everyone's still getting reward according to Shmuel and Yimot HaMashiach. The only difference is whether or not the Goyim are in charge of the Jews or we're in charge of ourselves. But otherwise, it's the same, because there, no, there will always be poor people in the land. That means that you'll still be able to have regular mitzvot of tzedakah in days of Mashiach. Says the Gemara, Tanya, we learned, a person should always ask for Rachamim that he shouldn't be poor. Shim hu lo ba, ba bino. Even if he doesn't get, get, get poor, his son might get poor. Shim bino lo ba, ben bino ba, if not the son is granted, Shnei Amar. It says, because of this thing, because you take care of the poor people. Now the word biglal could be galal, galgal, which is a, a, a wheel. Poverty goes around, sometimes you're giving it, sometimes you're receiving it. The way you give it 
is the way anyone in your family who receives it will get it. If you give it nicely, your family will receive it nicely. If you have young people learn Torah, they don't get become poor. We see that they do get poor. They might get poor, but they don't have to collect at the doors. They always are able to get money in a nicer way. Rechir told his wife, when Ani comes, to give him bread quickly. This way, when your children get poor, they'll give them quickly also. Are you cursing my kids? It goes around. You can expect that one day somebody might be poor. Tani will enter the Brighta. I'm going to give you mercy and you'll have mercy. And you'll have a lot. If you have mercy on other people, Hashem has mercy on you. If you don't have mercy on people, Hashem won't have mercy on you. And that's what we said before that the way you give charity is the way you'll get. It says Before the sun and light get dark, Zu Padahat Vahotem. When a person, when, when, what gets dark? A person's forehead and nose gets dark after he passes away. It's pasuk in koyad. Vayareach, it says the moon goes away. That's when the soul goes away. Kochavim, the stars, satot. These are the cheeks which used to shine and then they start not glowing anymore after you pass away. V'shavu ha'avim ha'achal ha'geshem. It says that the clouds follow after the rain. That's the light of the eyes. Chiladam, which means a person's eyesight. Shorech achal ha'bechi. That when a per when a person has rain, which is crying, crying takes away the eyesight. We're going to soon see what kind of crying takes away eyesight. Says Gemara, Amashmul, Haidimata. This crying, Adar beimshnin hadna. Up to forty years old, the fact that you cried will will come back. It won't. It'll ruin your your eyes, but but the eyesight will return. After that, it does not come back. says, Till you're 40, it, get, it gets, actually gets it better. Kukhla, which is a certain thing that you put in your eye, it helps up to 40 years old. Even this special thing. After you're 40, you can only take away the damage, but it can't make your eyesight any better. My Kamashman, why is he telling us this? Which means, the thicker you put it, the better it is for the eye, this stuff. Rebchanin's daughter died. But he didn't cry. His wife told him, your daughter died, you're not crying. What, you just you just killed a chicken? Is your daughter like a chicken? Why are you not crying? So he told her, I have to lose my daughter and also get blind? Because if you cry over a child at, at that age, you can get blind. He holds, like the following thing, there's six different types of tears. Some are good, some are bad. Some are good for you, some are bad for you. 
if a person's crying because of smoke or because he said Shabbat he said oh he's trying to go to the bathroom and he's crying over his uh, stomach cramps and oh that's very bad for you Shel Sam if you put medicine in your eye it makes you cry Shel Schok if you're laughing it makes you cry Shel Perut Perot or let's say onions cutting onions you have thought that's good for your eye says the Gemara The day when the guards of the house will tremble. This is referring to the sides and the ribs. When the strong people will start bending. That's the legs. When it says that the grinders are stopped. That's referring to the teeth. And the gazes through the windows, that is the eyes that they stop working also when a person passes away. We're stopping at the words, the story of the emperor. These, these, uh, the statement is on six lines from the top.